Hey guys, Tim here. Just want to give you a quick heads up before we start the episode. We do talk about some sensitive things here, things like depression, some thoughts of suicide, just just those topics that if you're sensitive to those things, uh, just be warned. We try to keep it as light as possible, but uh, there's really no way around some of these things. So just a heads up, if you're sensitive to that, you may want to be careful listening to this episode. All right, thanks guys. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Unqualified Podcast with your hosts, Tim and Molly. So today, well, actually, we're not going to, well, what are we going to talk about today? Some some mental we're health stuff? We're going to talk about how to ask your spouse for um, help with your mental health. Um, just some things that we have done to help me out. And I'm going to talk about Tim's point of view on it, my point of view on it. But because like for those of you that don't know us, um, yes. you've had some mental health uh, difficulties or, or issues, if you want to call yeah. them that. I don't know exactly what you would call them. Um, Probably so- from my teenage years into, and it's, I've more had severe anxiety probably after our children. Okay. So, that, I don't That's know. when you think it's got gotten worse? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Just kind of That's when I think that I finally was like, okay, yes, but we'll get into it. Sure, but, but first we want to talk about our week. Yeah, what we've done catch you all up. Little weekly recap. Yeah, so we just so we just got back from vacation. Yes, we did. We, we took had... a vacation for yeah. the first time in over two years now. Yeah, well, we took a vacation, quote unquote, to West Virginia. <laughs> oh, oh gosh, kind of. Yeah, that just was. <laughs> we were there for one night, and then if you guys remember, if you follow me on Instagram, Arrow puked and he didn't go to sleep and. We shared, we shared a full-size bed. Yeah, it was tough. Oh, it was miserable. And I was uh, 26 weeks pregnant. Mm-hmm. We shared a full-size bed. And I know this sounds really, like, spoiled, but we have a king-size bed. So, like, even a queen. We stayed in a queen-size bed this past week. And we're like, oh, my gosh, these are queens? Yeah, I know. They felt very, very small. Yeah. but with <laughs> And then the full-size bed. At that point, Arrow was over a year old, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. He was, so it he was, was in October, so he he was like 15 months old. Yeah. So, and he's been a big boy for a long time. So, oh, he, I mean, he was giant. a big dude. <laughs> yeah. But he was in the pack and play. And then we had to put him in between us. So, it was 26 week pregnant Molly. And I am large when I'm pregnant. Yep. And, Can't confirm. And then Arrow, which he's large. And then Tim. And he's, and Tim, you're like almost six foot. So, yeah. I, it, was I mean, six it's a good foot. thing. It's a good thing we're all pretty skinny, mm-hmm. <laughs> width-wise, yeah, <it laughs> but was, it we're was pretty tough. large <laughs> it's tough. people in a full-size bed. It was very tough. So we cut that short. We were supposed to be there for three days, and I think we were only there for one and a half. Uh, it wasn't It wasn't yeah. two nights, for sure. We left in yeah, the middle of the night. We left on Thursday, got there. No, we left on Friday, got there, got there Friday. went to sleep. Did a full day on Saturday and then went home Saturday, Saturday night. night. Yep, we drove what <laughs> through was it? the night. Was it five hours? Was it that far? It was six. What? It was longer. It was longer than Michigan. I are you serious? No, maybe not. Way. No, you're fibbing. You are. I don't know. You're lying through your teeth because we left. Okay, it was probably. You're probably right. It was probably closer to five hours because. We drove through the night, Halloween night. I thought we were going to die because of a hit. A drunk driver was going to hit us on Halloween night. I was mm-hmm. terrified. I um, have trouble sleeping at night. So whenever I go travel somewhere, I usually pop a melatonin or like a Z-Quil mm-hmm. or something. So I popped one before I knew we were leaving. So I took a sleeping pill and then Arrow started puking and crying and all the things. So we're like, we're, we're leaving. And dad drove home alone. You won't know. Like, I, yeah, basically. I, I was like, I was going to puke and like my eyes were rolling back and I was just in the back seat, like so dazed and confused. And so, yeah, it was, it was a trip, but. That was not like this this time. No, we had it was, an amazing. It was better. Amazing time. I at least did. Um, you were a little bit stressed, but yeah, I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't terrible. There, there was a little bit of stress going on just because of the. I mean, of how we're self-employed, yeah. essentially. So yeah. the things like, like we don't give ourselves PTO. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So we. Did, 
it just is a little stressful that way, but it's not bad. It's all worked out yeah. so far. We'll find out at the end of the month if we need to go rob a bank or something. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was like, a lot of good. fun. We stayed um, in St. Ignace, Michigan, and I've never really heard of it before. I've heard of Mackinac Island, which I'm sure you guys have as well. Um, that is right off the coast of um St. Ignace. So you take St. Ignace to get to Mackinac Island. And it was a very, very pretty place. The water was completely clear. Mm-hmm. Um, the trip was paid for by Best Western. Thank it you, was, Best Western. Yes. It was such an honor to work with Best Western. And um, we had a lot of fun. It was very relaxing. And I I don't know. It was just pretty nice. It was. I mean, it, I, I and just, it was 75 degree weather. Yes. Perfect. And, and I just couldn't believe how I knew the lakes were clear, but I just can't believe how clear it is i mean you can see 30 40 yeah. feet down i, I know mean, we were on the ferry ride yeah. and you're like you gotta see this which i didn't because i had rowan in my arms and it was just not yeah. gonna work out but yeah we took a ferry ride to Mackinac. i don't suggest if you are an introvert to go to Mackinac. um but we did hear from a guy who told us that this is like the busiest he's ever seen mm-hmm. St. Ignace. So, um, and St. Ignace was pretty good. Like, I think, I don't yes, think it, it was, was nice. I mean, it was a nice little touristy place. Yeah. It wasn't like, it wasn't like Myrtle Beach. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah. it wasn't like, I'm going to say Hocking Hills. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been know. to Hocking Hills, but it wasn't too extremely busy. It, it was very nice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, very touristy and i mean the best western was right downtown it was so like, we walked everywhere it was kind of like a, a hometown tourist yes yes area right because yeah. i mean you had shops downtown mm-hmm. just to buy a bunch of things we walked to to dollar general uptown mm-hmm. i mean it just was it an was an ace hardware there was yeah, an ace hardware it was quaint yes it was very quaint it was it was, it it was, was definitely nice, a molly and tim speed yeah um vacation it was yep. very nice Mackinac. let me tell you let me tell y'all Mackinac. <laughs> imagine going to we'll just say cedar point cedar point or disney world on the busiest day uh, of the year 100 percent, and not being able to to walk down the the aisles so have you ever been to disney world i have not it was exactly like Disney World. Are you now serious? that I'm thinking about it, because Disney World kind of looks like that too. They make it look like old and downtown, and obviously there's no cars in Disney right. World. So yeah, it's it's almost exactly like that. It is. I mean, it is packed. Yeah. It was insane. Like we were supposed to be there on the island to go and then go to the butterfly place exhibit. I don't remember what you call it. Pavilion. Thank you. <laughs> and then um, we were gonna go look at that, and then we were gonna go to dinner get ice cream and get fudge we stayed for an hour yeah, that, and that was in the building of the butterfly even that was kind of packed and that was packed i know and it was it was just insane yeah. so we <laughs> we walked out of the butterfly place and i and like both the boys were kind of grouchy and i'm like tim do you just want to go get like pizza like delivered to the hotel and tim's and of like of course yep. i'm gonna say yes <laughs> Because we were only on Mackinac because of me. Yeah. And we rode the ferry, but we would have been better off just buying a boat ride. Yep. But I mean, to say, like, we'll never be back. We'll never be back. Yeah, to probably Mackinac. not. However, it's nice to say that we went and experienced yeah, I've Mackinac. Told, so far, I've told all my friends that Mackinac, I, I've been there. Cross that off my bucket list. I mean, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it's an experience because it's sure. like Mackinac is like this. I mean, the Amazon trucks, you guys. They're carriages Mm -hmm. because there are zero cars on the island. So, like, you see this carriage, horse and buggy, Mm -hmm. with this normal-looking Amazon UPS guy, and he has a buggy, and he's delivering packages in the buggy. Yeah. Going down side roads and stuff. It's It's like something that you've never experienced before. It's like the, the movie The Village, except... I've never seen that. It's a scary movie. Well, that's why. <laughs> never mind. Forget but, it. But yeah, so it was really fun. We did that. Um, we took the ferry ride. Arrow loved the ferry ride. What else did we do? We went to a hot dog place that we ate out of dog bowls. That was really fun. Um, and then we went and uh, went to a lighthouse. We just we got a lot of things yeah. done. A leisure vacation. Yes, it was. And we wore our boys. It was slow paced. Yes. Uh, but I mean, they loved it. Mm-hmm. Like air, they're just getting to experience new things. They were stoked. And and we went to the zoo as well. We did. So we did a lot of fun things. So if you guys are looking into like a little quaint vacation, mm-hmm. um, definitely, I would definitely recommend um, going to St. Agnes. Mm-hmm. Best Western, 
Could have been updated a little bit more. The hotel could have been updated. Yeah. No, I think they. I don't know. The, it, it the staff terrible. was amazing. I do have to say that. I did leave this review already with Best Western. So um, okay. the staff was amazing, everything like that. But like, I just think the the decor. Oh, geez. See, uh, here we go again. Here we go. I know. The decor, the lighting. The, it didn't have USB plugs or anything. So <laughs> that that is it. Which no, I sound so silly right now. No but USB. We walked one into star. the room. Do you remember when we walked into the room? Era goes. <gasps> <laughs> no, I don't remember that. And because he, because he, he, we're at this new place, so I, we're like, we're going to the hotel. He has no idea what a hotel is. Yeah. And then he turns around. Microwave. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, buddy. He said, cook, cook. He thought we were gonna cook cookies in the microwave. <laughs> He's silly. So yeah, he had he had a blast. But um, that's about it that we did last week. Um, uh, yeah, I mean we could go into more in depth with the stuff we did, but uh, overall we had yeah. a good time. It was just a good break. Yeah, it was a very good break. Like you said, we haven't been on vacation in a long time. The mm-hmm. last real vacation we took, the real vacation was Hawaii. Yeah. So was yeah that was, was Hawaii, 2000- wasn't it? 18 2018 is a long time ago wow. yeah yeah we did however sleep in separate beds yes we there did. At, at vacation so no babies were made <laughs> jeez babe can we for also, once can keep we, that out of this can we talk about this what we didn't shower together all weekend either i know so we normally do yeah is, well you guys know that that's why i'm airing I it sh- out here i mean i showered with arrow yeah, he took bath with Arrow and yeah. he loved it. He well, and I, Mama, got to take a bath all by herself. Yeah, I'm. See, that's the thing. This, this is. We'll talk about this a little bit more when it goes into the mental health thing. But you got to lay down your life. You know, that's true. I have to yeah. lay down my life so you can take your that own little true. showers, and I shower with the boy. Now, yeah, that was a good segue. <laughs> <laughs> so segue. Segue. I said segue. Yeah, Sega. <laughs> But um, great console. So I asked you guys on Instagram what you guys wanted to hear, and this was an overwhelming. Um, this was right up top with the homeschooling one. So like I think it was a couple votes away from the homeschool, mm-hmm. and um, you guys were very. Um, you wanted to hear this episode because I think it's a hard thing to do. No matter your spouse, no matter how close you are. Um, it's a very hard thing for your spouse to understand, and it's a very hard thing to ask for help, especially when you are in the pit of it. And right now, I will say I am pretty healthy right now, mm-hmm. but I mean, tomorrow it could flip with a switch, yeah. and that's the scariest part and the saddest thing. Um, I feel like I'm just in, is ingrained in my head. But so this is going to be a little bit more serious of an episode. And um, we don't always like to get this serious, but it is something that is needed. And um, we hope that we can help you on a biblical ex- uh, perspective and also help you just feel more open and honest to talk mm-hmm. to your spouse because it does get very messy and not a lot of people talk about it. And, and, to to clarify a little bit more like we're not experts i don't oh, i don't no, know what i'm doing most of the time i just i just try to figure out every yeah. single time something happens or or you're feeling a certain way i just yes. got to figure out what 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 i'm supposed to do i feel like i'm getting better at responding mm-hmm. to those things but it's it's pretty hard i yeah. mean uh just let's uh, let me talk about my standpoint yeah. a little bit as far as mental health goes you can do your backstory um but yeah i just I've never known what to do with mental health. I, I do believe that uh, there is something going on, whether that is spiritual, whether that is just a, a emotional. I, I don't know what to do exactly with mental health because depression rates are, are way up there. There's anxiety. Like, why, why are these so prevalent now? Are we just... Did we just not name them this before? I mean, I I just don't I don't know what to do with it, right? So, um, there there was some hesitancy when you first kind of brought this to me to to dive right into the medication, right? Um, I just wasn't I I I had reservations because mm-hmm. like that's not the the first thing that I feel like we need to jump to, 
you know? And so then I, I don't know. I just, it, it's difficult for me to understand it and I'm still learning how to, to handle it and manage it and, um, trying to figure out what it all means. Yeah. So, uh, that's where I'm coming from as a husband and a, a supporter of someone that kind of struggles with all this. So do you think uh, you ever struggled with it before? Mm, like, did you ever not, get in a season of, I, I mean, I, I had a season where I was very, very sad. And this was after, after I, I had gotten broken up with or something like that in high school. And, and I remember dealing with, with it, with um, a lot of Mountain Dew and having my friend Tyler come over and I'm just playing video games all the time. Uh, so do you think you blocked out the emotion? I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't know. I, I really, like, I don't think there was a time where I emotion where, where I felt like I was dealing with any type of depression. I know that I was very sad. My parents were divorced, got divorced when I was young. Um, and maybe that contributed to just hardening up or something like mm-hmm. that. I, I don't know. Um, but I, I do know I was very sad. And then I just remember kind of coming out of that. Like mm-hmm. I remember moments where I'm like, I'm, I'm okay. Like I'm okay. So I, and I didn't, I didn't go anywhere. I didn't do anything mm-hmm. um, other than just play video games. But uh, I don't know. I didn't, I, I feel like I just have never had an issue with, depression now anxiety randomly yeah uh now things have changed a little bit where i will be very anxious to tell you something especially if somehow i have fallen throughout the day mm-hmm. it's very difficult for me to keep that in so and hyper aware and- yeah, very hyper aware of my uh sin and my feelings and and also like what's to come after like yeah when i get home you know and also i think you're hyper aware of like what what can I protect my family with? Like, how am I going to do this? Cause, sure. Like, we were driving over the bridge and me and you were both having, like, silent panic attacks. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying now. So, yeah. like, anxiety of how to protect the family. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Uh, I, the biggest anxiety at this point that I have is, like, our, our boys somehow getting mm-hmm. hurt and, yeah. and just... But, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. The, the, the My biggest fear... Is that something will happen to to our, our boys like on mm-hmm. on your watch? Something that you can't even deal with, and then I'd be mad at you. And I'm kind yeah. of scared of that. I mean, I, I we haven't really talked We've about never that. Talked about that before. Yeah, but it, like because I, I I know I don't want to be mad at you, especially if something's out of your control. And I just yeah. I I don't want that to fall on you. So uh, we can talk about that later outside of this. But that's just a, an anxiety, just because yeah, something I'm a, a home. And, yeah, I mean, you're just yeah. with them. It's not like I think you're gonna oh, yeah, do anything or, or you're a bad parent or anything mm-hmm. like that. But like, it takes two seconds for I don't know. Would you say this is like crippling anxiety? No, See, no, I do yeah. a very good job at, at um, kind of pushing those things out and and being like, look, you don't need to to okay. think about these things. That's that's not worth focusing on. You need to just move on. So I want to bookmark that, the fact that you are able to push it out. Okay. And re- and you hear that thought, mm-hmm. but you don't take it any further. Right. You're able to hear negative thought. So mm-hmm. we're going to bookmark that. Okay. So um, we are going to go on to my backstory. Um, ever since I was a child, I don't think I ever really dealt with like depression, anxiety. Um, I had a lot of emotion like mm-hmm. a lot of emotion. I would get very, 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 very angry. Um, I don't know if I had anger management, but I would get very, 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 very angry. Um, and then my family doesn't really talk about emotions much. Mm-hmm. We just get in fights and then we go to our rooms and then come out the next day and we don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like we, we don't say we're sorry. We don't forgive each other. We do forgive each other, but we don't say it out loud, which is a lot Mm -hmm. that has a lot to do with healing. So um, I never really understood how to take my emotions and be healthy with them. So um, then later on, I got into a very abusive relationship when I was in high school, Mm -hmm. Um, mostly emotionally abusive. And um, he was mean and manipulative. Yeah, manipulative. And it just got very dark. 
Um, he would always break up with me and hold that over my head. And then I could never date anybody. Like I was, I was, I don't want to say I was held against my will, but mm-hmm. it was very scary to um, have to break away from him. And I finally did. But there were some very, very dark times that I remember wanting. And I actually did get in my car and I tried to drive off the mm-hmm. side of the car. And I could never. Side of the road. Yeah, the side yeah. of the road. Thank you. And I could never get myself to do it. And I would always get. This was the most bizarre part. I'd always get mad at myself and be like, you're such a hypocrite. You'll never kill yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the thing in my head that I could hear myself saying, you'll never kill yourself. You're such a hypocrite. You're too scared to kill yourself. Uh, you're not uh, brave enough. A coward. Yeah, coward. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So I heard that and I'm like, what? that's not that's not a normal thought. Mm-hmm. But I never once told, I mean, I never once told the single soul and I remember whenever anybody would tell me they had like anxiety and depression, I'm like, okay, but like pray about it, pray about it. You can get, you can get out of it by praying mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And um, when it came to mine, I never, I never looked at myself in the mirror, sure. like metaphorically. I never took a clean look at myself and be like, you are very much suppressing all these things. So um, fast forward, then I just kept on going relationship to relationship just to make myself feel better and Mm -hmm. look better. Um, And I just kept on suppressing, suppressing, suppressing. And then I finally hit a breaking point that was right before you. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, then I met Tim and then we got a relationship and um, I didn't really experience anxiety until I don't really remember. I had, I had like anxiety attacks with you before we were married because I remember. Yeah. And we didn't really, like, talk about them at all. And then we got married, and the real world happened. (laughs) Turns out you got to talk about things when you're married. Yeah. Crazy. We're locked in a house (laughs) together. We have no choice (laughs) because in our minds, in our religion, in our um, ways, we have no choice with marriage. It's you and I. Yep. And um, so there were many, 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 many dark times um sadly and i can say right now i can see that and i am so sad by it right um yeah <laughs> i mean this is going to be an emotional episode so i'm sorry if there's okay. any tears involved but um there were i mean there were times that tim would have to tell me something and i wanted to kill myself because the irrational thoughts in my mind that I dealt with as a teenager Mm -hmm. I never dealt with um there were times that Tim looked like my abusive boyfriend to me with all of his habits and ways and Mm -hmm. I took that and put it on Tim and um we went through that for a long time we sure did that was uh that was pretty tough to be honest because yeah I mean when you're in that situation, it's not like you're the nicest person oh my uh, gosh, yeah. with your words and actions as well. So yeah, that's very difficult, especially as you know, a, a prideful human before getting yeah. married, and and even now, like I just think I'm awesome, so no one should ever criticize me. Yeah. But you, that's hard to take and hard to respond to. We are the only people who know how to really hurt each other because yeah. <laughs> we know the ins and outs. So, yep. um, so then. Fast forward, we get pregnant. We really didn't talk. Like, we we knew our faults. faults. We knew all the things. We actually went to marriage counseling um, a few months before we got pregnant. Mm -hmm. And then we got pregnant. And while I was pregnant, and I have a very in-depth conversation and podcast about this. Um, I can't remember what exactly which episode, but in-depth conversation about mental health during um, my pregnancy. And I will say my pregnancy was a fog with Arrow. I never really um, accepted the fact that I was actually growing a human. Mm-hmm. The only thing that convinced me that I was pregnant was the fact that my stomach kept getting bigger and I felt kicks. I had zero emotional attachment to Arrow at all. Mm-hmm. Zero. And I remember thinking, Tim only loves me because of this baby. And once this baby comes, he's going to love this baby more than me. Mm-hmm. And um, I really, I mean, I would come home from work. And on the way home from work, I'd just sob. And I thought, you know what? If I just, like, 
if I get in a wreck right now, either A, I die and I don't have to deal with it, or B, the baby dies and we don't have to deal Mm -hmm. with the baby. And those thoughts are horrifying. So I finally told Tim about um, how I didn't know if I would love Arrow. And Mm -hmm. I remember he was like, you're just, you're going to love him. You're going to love him. It's just going to happen. Like, it's just going to click. And so finally, when I, my water breaks and everything, I, I like sit in the hospital. I'm like, is this even real? And I'm sure a lot of people go through this. Like, Mm -hmm. is this even real? We're having a kid. Mm -hmm. What? But I remember being like so numb to the fact that I was actually birthing a child. And um, then I was drugged on top of that Mm -hmm. at like... I don't remember. So, like, I was not with it at all when I pushed Arrow out of my body. Mm -hmm. And there was absolutely no emotional attachment I had to him. I remember thinking, okay, this is going to get better. I'm going to like him a lot more. Like, this is going to be okay. And then he went to the special care unit. And then I was so angry that he was going to the special care unit. I had to go home without my baby. We slept five days away or five days without him. I had to pump milk out of my body mm-hmm. without my baby being with me. That's your me. first baby. Yeah. yeah. And I had no idea. I had no idea what I was doing. So then we finally get him back home and I was a wreck because I was terrified. I'm like, well, what do we do now? Yeah. How do we have this kid now? And then Tim... You kept on having anxiety about him having seizures and all this. And oh, you were yeah. like, what is he like? What is this? Because we don't know how a, a child is. Yeah. So we were both just very on edge towards each other. And um, fast forward, I it, this was like one night I had been breastfeeding and I was on Instagram and I was like, oh my gosh, who is this guy that they're talking about? And it was all over the internet that this pastor had committed suicide. And um, this was the final moment that I knew I had something wrong with me. And um, you were downstairs in your office and I was upstairs breastfeeding Arrow. And I was actually very mad at Arrow at the time because if you guys remember, he didn't really sleep much. Um, So I didn't get any sleep. I was breastfeeding. I was a mess mentally. Mm -hmm. And um, so I saw this guy. He committed suicide and he left two of his sons i can't his name is jared i can't remember his last name but he left two sons and his wife and um anyways so i i read that and i i thought to myself i'm very jealous of him Mm -hmm. i'm jealous that he was this is again i'm jealous that he was brave enough to kill himself and I told you that. I was like, he killed himself, and I, I wish I could, too. And you're like, what is wrong with you? Like, why would you... This is at the time we had no idea how to communicate about right. this. And I was like, I just don't want to be here. This is ridiculous. And Tim actually had a lot of fear about me killing myself while he was gone at work and while Arrow was here. Mm-hmm. And um, so, finally... <laughs> I got to a breaking point. Arrow wasn't taking a nap or anything, and this was another week later. And I said, Tim, you need to come home. Like, I, I cannot. Yeah, and luckily, I mean, at the time, we were we were kind of blessed in the fact that, like, my work, I could cut it short mm-hmm. some days and, and just come home, and that would be that. Yeah, um, you need... and I can't say that that wasn't God. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, that fully ha- was God. if I were to have some sort of nine to five yeah. job, like there's, I couldn't couldn't come home. I've dropped everything, you know. I yeah, but we were we were blessed with that to to handle this, you know. So that afternoon was my six week checkup, mm-hmm. and after having Arrow, and I. I called him. I said, I, I really, I cannot, I cannot do this. I can't mm-hmm. go to the doctor alone. I, I don't know. I can't breathe. I was on the bathroom floor, I remember. And uh, then Tim came home. And that's when I told him that I was dealing with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just felt like, what kind of mom am I? That I don't even know this child. Like that, this little boy, this perfect little boy came out of me and I don't like him mm-hmm. and how are you so connected to this baby boy but I I can't be and he came out of me he mm-hmm. he feeds off of me but why don't I like him and so you took me to the doctor 
and not by force, obviously, or anything. You just, mm-hmm. we, we, I talked to you and I, I probably didn't talk to you. I probably yelled at you at the time. And I was like, I can't do this. And mm-hmm. you're like, we, you need to be put on medicine. And, um, again, not threatening or anything, but you're like, listen, like this, this is an actual, like you have an actual problem. Mm-hmm. And so we went to the doctor and I'm, if Tim wouldn't have been there, there's no way that I would have gone mm-hmm. on medicine. I would have never told her. I would have never, I would have filled out the questionnaire, just faked everything, acted like I loved this baby. And, um, I got the questionnaire and I failed completely. And then we went back and Tim was able to say words that I was not. I don't really remember what happened, mm-hmm. but I remember I, don't either. I remember you talked to her and you even talked about like how I struggled with this when I was a teenager and all the things. And I kind of just sat there <laughs> and I'm sure she's very, very, very used to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and thankfully, thankfully, my husband was able to be my stronghold there because I had zero life in me. Mm-hmm. And so once I started taking the medication, I I explained to moms and I also talk, talked about this um, in that episode of the postpartum depression I explained to moms, it's like I had, I already had glasses on and I already had a prescription, but it's like my doctor prescribed me the correct lenses mm-hmm. and I could finally see clear. Mm-hmm. So I could see that I had a problem, but like, eh, I don't, I can see clear enough. Mm-hmm. I don't need to go to the doctor or anything. Right. And then once I put on my new prescription, I was like, I heard those thoughts in my mind this time. Mm-hmm. I would hear them, and that's when my mind would be like, "That's not a real thought," uh-huh. or "That's not real." Like y- you cannot do that. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I really do have a problem. Mm-hmm. I really do." <laughs> and I heard those horrible, horrible, mean things that my mind was telling me. So I finally was clear of it. So basically, I mean, you, you, you kind of had some um struggles before arrow but once arrow was here it just exacerbated it a little bit and also pointed out that like it's worse than than just an emotional uh difficulty right that's okay yeah so um and also my my doctor also explained she's like you you can deal with it on your own, but when there's a baby screaming at you and when you're up mm-hmm. all night and all this stuff, this can be, a, it feels a lot worse than what it is and you need to help see it clearly. Mm-hmm. So finally, um, we got on that and then I had s- sort of still dealt with it. Like mm-hmm. I'm still dealing with it right now. Um, and also that is episode nine. I wrote that down for you oh, guys. Okay. If you want to go hear the full story, it's episode nine. Um, on the arrow story so um and then so later that summer so do do we have questions to get to yes but i'm going to talk about i didn't only have help with the pills okay so i want to also encourage you guys if you don't have don't turn to pills at first i would say the reason i did is because i literally thought i was going to kill myself mm-hmm. <laughs> and um that was very 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 scary so i did that we and then i found an awesome wonderful lady and she helped me work through my problems work through problems that i've never ever told anybody but tim mm-hmm. and she helped me to um really question where my um where my fears were coming from and target everything that was going through. Yeah. So I would definitely recommend finding somebody you trust or I don't I don't know anybody personally, but better help, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If you guys need to go and talk to somebody, find find somebody to help you like a mentor. Be able to process yeah. that. Yeah. Counselor or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So that is the backstory of all that. Um one thing I will say is um, how to ask your spouse for help. Don't let it get as far as I did. It was very, very scary because I was constantly, 
I thought Tim could see that I needed help. Mm -hmm. But on his side, he was like, you're being irrational. Yeah. Because I I mean, I just saw emotions. Right. So I'm just like, you're being an irrational woman. I mean, if we're we're honest, but um, there was obviously more going on. Yeah. Okay, so I put together some questions to ask you, Tim. Okay. Um, and then I also have questions from other people that asked okay. us as well. So um, I wanted to ask you, is it sometimes a challenge for you to understand how I go through mental health struggles? A hundred percent. Again, mm-hmm. because, I mean, I just see emotions. So when you when you get even, I mean, even just with regular stuff, when you like snap it, us or i don't know say you just get it angry real quick or upset um it's i'm just like you're not in control of your emotions that's my default right and and like i'm i'm big into don't uh don't react to things respond to them right and sometimes i'm not great at that either Mm -hmm. um but so it's difficult for me to 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 always approach everything with grace with depending on what what's going on so mm-hmm. yes it's very difficult to kind of separate that because i just i just think in my mind i think suck it up yeah i mean just put your foot down turn around get yourself together and then continue yeah so um the next question i have for you are what are some things you find yourself doing to help ground me in the situation of struggles I guess that depends on what exactly is going on, but um, for you, especially if you're in the middle of some sort of panic attack or or extreme, I I don't even know what to call it, episode? Yeah. Would you call it an episode? Okay, episode. um, Touches for you is the number one thing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, not to to weird out people, but if, if you are having a difficult time, you're getting... Um, you're having an episode. the The easiest thing for us to do at that point is to to, to touch our skin. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether that's just hold on to you, depending on where we're at, mm-hmm. or take off all our clothes and literally just lay with each other, mm-hmm. right? In the deep pressure. So mm-hmm. even just laying. This sounds really weird, but even just laying on top of you, the deep pressure, the 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 skin to skin contact tends to. Oh, and then I ask you things like, okay, what mm-hmm. do you hear? What do you smell? Hopefully I don't smell that day, but <laughs> what do you <laughs> what do you feel? Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of get you re-aware of your surroundings. And uh, I also want to say, it does sound weird that like the deep pressure, mm-hmm. but weighted blankets are one of the like most common thing that mm-hmm. people with anxiety get. So Yeah. Um, that is scientifically proven to mm-hmm. have, you just need to be reminded yeah. you can breathe yeah. and you, it almost like, it's almost like I have to breathe slower when Tim is laying on me. So like I finally can catch my breath because it, there have been times that I have like completely almost puked. Yeah. And so, yeah. It stabilizes your senses. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, what are the questions that you ask me again? Can you list those? Uh, well just, I mean, just things. What do you hear? What do you see? What do you feel? Uh, what do you smell? Yeah, Just the kind senses. Of environmental things. Yeah, yeah. So it. So like, if I'm thinking of something specific, mm-hmm. and let's say, let's say you say I hear a car outside or something like that, and I'm like, okay, well, what do you hear in this room or something? I'll just mm-hmm. I'll I'll make your mind work your way to a specific thing. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. It seems to mm-hmm. seems to help. Okay, but just so that you're processing and problem solving while you are trying to to get grounded i think is a is a a decent way to do it yeah anyway um do you think becoming a mom has made me struggle more or less um so struggle more in the sense that like maybe they at least our our first one our second one you've been pretty good with with rowan being born but uh i would say that it it made them more frequent after arrow uh but again that's because we didn't exactly know how to how to handle it 
However, I think now with with two boys and the understanding of responsibility, like that I can't just come home all the time, you have become a little bit more resilient against them. So like when things start coming on or, or you just get overwhelmed with whatever's going on, you're able to be like, look, I just, I need to, to just do it. Mm-hmm. Right. I also would like to say that I am still on medicine and yes. I had to up my medication. So, um, I eventually hope to not be on medication, but I do. Um, I told her that I was getting bad, panic attacks right Uh before Rowan was coming so she put me on medication so um yeah and obviously talk to your doctor about the medication that you should be prescribed because I can give you zero tips on that yeah um okay so what is the most challenging part of being in a relationship with somebody who struggles with mental health probably the fact that I'm selfish (laughs) I mean because I just it, I want to do what what I want to do. I want to live a life without without conflict, I guess. Mm-hmm. So when you have those issues, it's easy for me to just stumble into, well, this is just another another problem that I'm dealing with, right? Or or that we're dealing with, or uh, and not um not have empathy toward the issue. So that's mm-hmm. kind of, that's kind of my default that I have to push back against when you have those. Yeah. Um just because I don't understand. And you've gotten a lot better at empathy because I mm-hmm. remember like one of the fights that I'll always remember sadly, but um and this is going to sound horrible to the listener probably, but I was having a very very hard morning and um I was crying and you're like you just need to grow up. Mm-hmm. You just need to grow up. And I remember being like, I like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just something that, like, y- you just, your spouse has no idea. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is a question for me. Uh, do you personally feel like you go through times where you think that you aren't good enough for Tim or that he deserves better? If you do, what do does he do that helps you reassure or make you feel a little bit better? So I have gone through this a lot. <laughs> Since a lot. we've been married and I mean, even before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's so many times that I'm like, gosh, I wish that I did not put this on him. I wish that he would have never married me because mm-hmm. it sucks that this perfectly capable human and perfectly doesn't have to go through any of this. Um, that he has to see me struggle and like lift me up off the ground sometime and sometimes has to literally lay on me to mm-hmm. get me snapped out of um, a spiral. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yes, I have gone through this so many times. Um, the How I get out of it specifically or how you help, how would you say that you help me uh, reassure that like, I am enough for you. I just have to tell you. I mean, I, I have to, I have to, not just in the moment, but throughout the day, throughout, throughout, and this really is just a rule of thumb for husbands, I think, in general, throughout the day, throughout the week, at, throughout your marriage, you have to keep telling your wife that she's gorgeous, she's beautiful, that you love her, that you're so thankful for her. I mean, that should be something that you, you say every day, mm-hmm. that, that you have, I love you for sure. And then I'm thankful for you. That's, that's a hundred percent should be said every day, but uh, just things that, that reassure her so that like that foundation is built. So in the moment, like when, when you are having one of those moments, it's not like you're just hearing that out of nowhere, right? Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you know, you say, okay, I can look back and see that he has said these things frequently. So I know that they are true and maybe you can hold on to that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I would also add on to that is um, so when I do go through those days, Tim does tell me, hey, like you are good enough. And then I don't truly believe it probably in the moment. 
Um, and I have a, a hard time even after like I recover. It takes me a day or two mm-hmm. to recover. My body gets very sore and I feel just very down when I do go through a severe panic attack. Mm-hmm. Um, but some things that I try to remember on my good days is um, what he told me through the panic attack mm-hmm. and how he truly was um, to me and how he treated me on my worst days. Mm-hmm. Um I know that he really does love me and I just have to, I have to reassure myself that he does love me on my very good days for me to believe it when I can't really hear my good thoughts. Yeah. Um, so that was a pretty heavy episode. Oh, we're done. Yeah. That was quick. Okay. Um, well, I mean, is there? That's what I wanted to ask you. Is there anything you wanted to, you would like to add or like help men understand, or even women that are trying to like ask for help uh-huh. or any the partner asking for help? Well, I would I would just say that um, m- mental health does come out like 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 mental health issues do does come out in the form of emotions right that's how you know to express yourself to to share it i mean that that's just what it's going to be right so there is an obligation on you to um kind of rein it in when you can you know to 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 find and there's an obligation on me to comfort you and and help you along the path to to try to get to a self-sustaining like throughout the day Right. Mm-hmm. However, Christ is still going to be the ultimate uh, answer. Yeah. Right. Christ is your peace. Christ is yes. your hope. Christ is your rock. And so, with the foundation that of of Jesus, where uh, everything's going to be redeemed, and and everything in this life, no matter what's going on, God is taking care of you. God is. God is for you and not against you. God is in this for his glory, and that is a very good thing for you because he's going to show his power through you, that God is going to heal you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is something to really cling to. And it, like you clinging to to my love um, to, to kind of calm down and to, yeah. to, to fight those things is good. But it's not going to ever be enough. It's it will never be enough because mm-hmm. I'm going to fail you. Because next yeah. week I could tell you something that's going to make you set you off again, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. the foundation part of, of Jesus is is crucial to to that healing and to that to that uh, power against that because uh, no human is ever going to fix you. I'm I'm if I were to die tomorrow and you'd get another man, he, mm-hmm. he would be just as insufficient as I am probably more because you know, I'm pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so, uh, that's, that's what I would encourage, especially if you're not a Christian. I mean, mm-hmm. the Christ is going to redeem and restore those who, who believe in him, those who follow him, those who trust in him and and that's an incredible incredible thing if you think that you're dealing with something that just seems it unbelievably impossible to overcome uh-huh. <laughs> Christ Christ will and and it may not be in this life either yeah. so you Molly you may never and we've talked about this yeah. you may never be out of this mm-hmm. we may be battling this until we're 75 years old right yeah i i don't know i mean and we don't know but the promise of healing is going to come in the next life because mm-hmm. we're just we're just passengers yeah. in this world anyway. So we we are just here to learn and to teach and to share. Hopefully, we're helping whoever's listening. Yeah, because that is that's what we're that here to do. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what we're here to do. We're and, and here to share the gospel and how much God loves you. <laughs> that's that's it. That's it. We we yeah. just want to share how much God loves you. Because you're worth it, because you matter, you are made in his image and his likeness, and you are gorgeous and beautiful and precious. Mm -hmm. You, you, those in Jesus are never, can never be any more loved, Mm -hmm. no matter what they do, right? They, they can never be any less loved. Yeah. He he loves you fully. Yeah. um, No matter what. So that's something to cling to. And something that I learned um, from my mentor is... She asked me, she said, 
if God were in the room with you right now, mm-hmm. what is one thing you would say to him? And I I broke down when she said this. And I was like, I wouldn't say anything. I would just hug him. Mm-hmm. And I want you to think about like what you would do. Mm-hmm. What would you do if God was in the room with you right then? Because God is the ultimate healer. Mm-hmm. And the whatever you do and whatever you long for the most, God can give you. Mm-hmm. And I pray every time that I go through one of these things, I always go to, please just give me a hug. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, you know, factually, actually, uh, objectively, God gives the best hugs. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's really lame and dad-like, but God gives the best hugs. He does. And yeah, that is what I cling to on my darkest days. So um, if you need to write down in your notes what you would say or what you would do if God were in the room with you um, and just cling to that and pray over that. And um, if you are not a Christian yet, I just want to lead you. I just want to lead you to the cross because that is where we get our healing. And um, yes, I might not have experienced healing here, but guess I see God in everything. Mm -hmm. I see God in our babies. I see God. He miraculously healed me from not knowing how Mm -hmm. I was going to love Arrow. Mm -hmm. And uh, he miraculously healed Tim. And I don't know if we'll ever share that, but um, he he healed our marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, I've cut myself before. I've, I've done so many wicked, wicked things. I've, and we can talk about this maybe sometime, touch a little bit. Um, I've hit him before Mm -hmm. and God has miraculously healed it. And if you feel like you are too far gone or you are too pitiful and too worthless, I can promise you that I've probably done it too. Mm -hmm. And, um, and if I haven't, there's not a person in the world that. There's nothing new under the sun. Yes. So, um. Just be encouraged, and we wanted to do this podcast for you guys, and it is a hard one, and it's probably a hard one for you guys to listen to, and I've been crying on and off, mm-hmm. so um, thank you guys for wanting to hear this, and I really hope that you can share this with somebody who may need to hear it or share this with your spouse, and maybe you guys can have a discussion over it, but this isn't where the discussion ends. And um, the discussion ends with God. Mm -hmm. Um, Just take it to him. We cannot, like Tim said, there's nothing we can do to fulfill Mm -hmm. your need and hearing what we can do for each other. Right. Because ultimately our strength and power comes through God. So thank you guys for listening. Thanks for sticking around. we hope (laughs) we encouraged you somehow. We promise in our next episode, we'll try to make it light. Yeah, Um, we'll make jokes again. I promise. (laughs) Yeah. But um, we hope you guys have a good rest of your day. Um, Our little boys are starting to wake up. So Mm -hmm. we're going to go kiss them, grab Mm -hmm. them, touch them, squeeze them. (laughs) But okay, we'll we'll end it at that. And we hope you guys have a good rest of your day. And um, oh, a new little thing here on the Apple Podcast. You no longer subscribe. You follow our show. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. So follow our show um, and follow me on Instagram, molly.ann.sanders. And we ha- hope you guys have a good rest of your day. Bye, guys. See ya.